Hello, and welcome to Saint Stories for Kids, a weekly podcast full of fun stories and facts about the holy men and women that have come before us. I'm your host, Chantal Barros. Saint Stories for Kids is brought to you by Shining Light Dolls. Discover award-winning Catholic dolls, books, toys, and more. Passing on the faith through proven play-based learning. Catholic mom designed, Catholic kid approved. Visit www.shininglightdolls.com to learn more. And check out our new free coloring and activity sheets while you're there. Today we'll be telling the story of St. Severinus of Noricum, whose feast is celebrated on January 8th. Severinus was born around the year 410, possibly in southern Italy. Not much is known about his early life, as he himself refused to share details about where he came from when he arrived in Noricum, which is in present-day Austria. Severinus traveled along the Danube River, preaching Christianity, helping the poor, and founding monasteries. Severinus was known as a prophet and a preacher, and helped those escaping from the invasions of Attila the Hun by creating refugee camps. He also helped to reestablish Christianity in that area, which had been ruined by the invasion. Now it's time for our story! Severinus walked along the bank of the Danube River, on his way to the castle of Cocullus. It was such a lovely sight. Wildflowers and splashes of yellow and white dotted the bank of the sparkling river, which flowed so serenely it was hard to imagine this beautiful place had witnessed so much destruction only a short time before. The barbarians had come and sacked and pillaged and destroyed, and it seemed as if though not even one castle along the banks of the Danube had been spared. The people were left trying to rebuild their lives, and as is often the case, wicked people had seen the chaos as an opportunity to sow evil back into the land. But there was Severinus, who had come to help them, both physically with their temporal needs, and also, and more importantly, spiritually. Severinus helped the refugees who had lost everything escaping the barbarians, freed slaves, and founded monasteries to ensure others would remain to continue helping the people after he was gone. His reputation as a holy man was spreading, and all the castle communities were asking him to come and visit them. So, as he made his way to the castle of Cocullus, he prayed that God would be with him and help him in whatever way these people needed most. When he arrived, the people welcomed him warmly, and it seemed as if everyone in the community had come out for the occasion. Severinus was happy to be there, and was enjoying himself very much when one of the priests of the village approached him and spoke in hushed tones. I'm so glad you're here, he whispered. This place needs a holy man such as yourself. Severinus furrowed his brow. This community seemed to be one of the best off he had seen. In fact, he wondered what he was doing here at all. At first glance, it seemed like this place was doing quite well. Oh, he said to the priest quizzically, why would such a lovely community such as this need me? Come with me, the priest said, and he beckoned for him to follow. The priest led him into a dark, overgrown part of the woods, and Severinus could feel the presence of evil in that place, and saw signs of pagan sacrifices. There are people in this community who are doing things that are sacrilegious, but we do not know who they are. Everyone claims to be a Christian, but it is clear that they are doing things in secret here that are sinful. Severinus understood now that this is why God had led him to this community, and he promised the priest he would help. Filled with conviction and the Holy Spirit, Severinus went back to the townspeople and began to preach and teach and preach some more, hoping that the evildoers would be convicted and reveal themselves. But it didn't work. 
So he gathered together all the priests of the town and asked them to join him in a three days fast. They agreed, eager to help the holy man and their community. Thank you, Severinus said. And at the end of the three days, please tell everyone to come to church and each person must bring with them from their home an unlit candle. The priests agreed. And so after three days of prayer and fasting, the whole community gathered in the church, each man, woman, and child holding an unlit candle. Everyone was very curious what was going on, and nervous and excited whispers filled the dimly lit church as they awaited Severinus. Without an explanation, Severinus began the mass as usual, with one exception. Nobody lit the candles in the church, and the dark atmosphere increased everyone's curiosity. After the Psalms had been sung, before the consecration of the Eucharist, Severinus turned around and in a loud voice said, It has come to my knowledge that there are people here who are unfit to receive the Holy Eucharist because they are participating in sacrilegious acts. These people refuse to reveal themselves, so we will ask the Lord to reveal them. He then turned to the other priests and asked them to join him in prayer. Severinus dropped to his knees and prayed and prayed and wept, asking God to reveal those who were committing sacrilege in secret. Not a single sound could be heard in the darkened church. Suddenly, the doors flew open and a great wind rushed through the church, and to everyone's amazement, the candles in people's hands burst into flame. Gasps of shock and delight were heard throughout the church, but there were also gasps of horror, because not everyone's candles lit. As the people looked around the now brightly lit church, they saw a few people's candles had remained unlit, and now that they had been exposed, they burst into tears, admitting their sins and begging for forgiveness. Severinus immediately accepted their confessions and absolved them, warning them to never return again to their wicked ways. And, as the story goes, they actually were so convicted by the miracle that they became some of the holiest people in town. The story of St. Severinus reminds us that what is done in the dark will be brought to the light. There are no secrets from God. St. Severinus, pray for us. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope you enjoyed the story. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend, and reviews are always appreciated. Until next time.